This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning and welcome to this edition of Community Connection. Today we have Rob Gifford on. And Rob, of course, is the executive director of the Boys and Girls Club in Danville right there on Griffin Street. What an amazing facility. And Rob has an event coming up this weekend for a fundraiser. But before we jump into that, Rob, just catch us up. How is the Boys and Girls Club doing? Any new details on anything? Laura, good morning. Thanks. It's it's always great to be here talking to you. Uh, Boys and Girls Club is doing great right now. We are at complete compa- capacity right now and have a waiting list of 100 kids. And it could be twice that many, uh, unfortunately. But got our after-school program in full swing and the kids are coming in getting homework help and a dinner every day and um, a, a lot of good mentoring from our staff so it's going really well. Mm-hmm. And you know what an amazing facility and you know I think about all the different people that's participated in, in helping bring that helping expand it making what it is because of course it's grown to uh, where it's at today and you know just what an amazing opportunity for our community and I think about the kids that have went through there and Rob you've been there long enough I know you're seeing some of those kids now as adults. Yeah it's, it's hard it makes me feel really old uh, it's been this is my 11th year and I actually have some of my club kids that are now old enough that they're employees, which is great because they understand our mission. And, um, you know, they learned coming up through the ranks uh, kind of how we want things to be done and what we're looking to do. So it, that is good to see. But it's also good to see the difference, the positive difference we've made on a lot of lives. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, so talk, talk us. I'm just curious to catch up. It's been a while since we've talked and with just having COVID last week. It makes me like remember again. <laughs> um, you know, there, there was a huge gap and um, everyone was struggling trying to make it through, you know, quarantines and lockdowns and all of that. And of course, that affected the club and, and you know, uh, more importantly, affected the children greatly. How are we seeing comparisons like from that time to now? You know, it, it was a tough time it, for the kids because they were, you know, remote learning. And I think those programs, it was difficult for the school district to really have uh, a, a bigger impact than they would normally have when they were in session. So there was a lot of lost learning at those times. And the other thing that we have uh, have seen is that kids socially just really took a huge step back. They weren't at school, they weren't interacting with other kids, they weren't interacting with adults, and now that, that they're back doing that, they're really having a hard time. Um, and that that in itself makes it difficult because educational development is what we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to help the school district, we're trying to help the kids and their parents, and when they can't get along socially, that, that really puts a wrench in some of those things. So we're focusing really hard on social interaction, uh, good conflict resolution skills, just good manners. I mean, just, you know, thank you, please, you know, things like that, that kids probably may not have in the first place, but really have lost some of over um, the COVID time. You know, this is my one big broad sweep. I think society as a whole, that COVID scared everybody so badly that people literally did start acting badly because, you know, the, I don't know, there's, there's never an excuse to act bad. But I think that, you know, it just really set society as a whole back 10 or 15 years. And, and as you're saying, we certainly have to get back to a society that respects each other. I know that's one of the pillars of your club is respect. And, 
expect has to start in the home. And, um, you know, we can't expect children to be respectful when we as adults and mentors and leaders aren't respectful. You know, we, our staff are mentors here, but you're right. And, you know, the hard thing is, is I jokingly say, if I could open a club for parents, I would. And I, and I say that in a good way, because you're right. I think a lot of people um, also had a hard time during COVID. I know I did. I think patience levels changed, um, but also even adults, you know, phones are a big thing right now, but when you're stuck quarantined and you're at home or you're not at work, I think that uh, social media and those things really take a larger part um, in people's lives. Not that that's bad, but it can be. Um, so yeah, it definitely kids have their parents that, that look up uh, to them and, and look to them for guidance. And if they're not getting a, a good amount of that, it makes it really hard. Um, so yeah, definitely our society as a whole has, has a long way to go. I think just in, in common courtesy, uh, you know, those are things that I was taught as a, as a child and growing up, it's the same things that Carla and I, my wife have taught our kids and, and, you know, we're trying to instill that in the kids that come to the club. Definitely. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break and then we'll come back and continue the conversation. Welcome back to Community Connection. Today we are speaking with Rob Gifford, the Executive Director of Boys and Girls Club in Danville. And we were just kind of talking about COVID and catching up. And, you know, um, Rob, when I think of the vital role that the Boys and Girls Club does play in augmenting what's happening at the school, augmenting what's happening at the phone, you know, this is definitely something that we need to support. And you have a fundraiser coming up this week that we can all participate in. We do, and it's a fun fundraiser. So, you know, over the years, we've tried to come up with something different. There's golf outings. There's other things that happen throughout our city that help other great organizations. But, you know, during COVID, we started planning a cornhole fundraising event. And because of COVID, we weren't able to do it for two years. So last year was our first annual, um, what we call Supporting Kids Futures, a cornhole fundraising event. And it went really well. Um we had a lot of great sponsors, which which was very helpful. And then we had a number of teams that showed up too. And we're hoping to, to increase the number of teams this year. It was a lot of fun. Cornhole is a big thing anywhere anymore. I know, um, you know, my family loves to play it. There are a lot of other people that love to play it. And I'll tell you, we introduced it here to our kids and our staff and, and a number of them are hooked on it too. It's a great opportunity to have fun playing together as a team. So working together to, to show good sportsmanship. Um, and there are a lot of our kids that don't understand that, you know, if they don't win, you know, they think it's the end of the world, right? They're, they're taught that it's either win or, or you're, you know, you're a failure. And that's not true. Um, this is about having fun. So the fundraiser is uh, something that allows people to get together and allows the club to raise some money that supports our programs. And of course, that's happening on Saturday. So give us details. Yeah. So uh, a week uh, coming up on February 17th, Saturday. You register and you pay at the event at the Palmer Arena at 11 o'clock, and then bags fly at 1230. Um, we have three different divisions this year. We had two last year. Uh, we have our competitive division. The top four teams can win money up to $500 for first place and plaques for the top four for each team member on the two-person team. And the recreational division, which is for people that just want to have fun and, and uh, the top four also get money and plaques. And then we included what's called the corporate division this year. You and I remember the old Bloom Classic Corporate Cup. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that is 
a division where it gives not only sponsors an opportunity to include teams with their sponsorship for free, but other teams in different businesses to compete against each other. So those top four places get um, gift cards and uh, plaques as well. And then they get the distinction of being the top team from whatever business uh, team wins. So, so uh, um, you, you are being very, I, I'm, I'm thinking they get the top distinction. No, they get the bragging rights. I'm going to be throwing it all out there. Yeah, we won this year. Um, so yes. again, with the corporate cup, you know how competitive that was. So um, yes. yeah, all those teams that are going to be trying to vie for that top spot. I think that's amazing. And what a great opportunity to build your teams. You know, we're talking about the corporate businesses and, and uh, you know, just building that level of respect all, as you said, while having fun, what's not fun about bags, cornhole, you know? Um, so I think this is a great opportunity for people just to get together and really enjoy the day. And Rob, I even think it's fun just to come and watch. Yeah, we're, we're encouraging people to bring their families. Uh, we'll have a few kids events for, um, for kids that are there. Um, we had a number of people that did watch last year. A lot of them were families of people participating, but that doesn't mean that the public can't come in. It does not cost them anything to come in. The, the arena will be serving uh, from their concession stand, so there'll be food and drinks. There will be adult beverages. Um, sometimes that goes hand in hand with cornhole, and um, you know it gives people an opportunity to gather. And our community needs more fun events to do those types of things. Mm-hmm, definitely agree. And again, uh, when you're having a cornhole tournament, what a great opportunity to do that. And you can do that this Saturday. Um, you register at the door at 11. So if you're just hearing this and you're like, what? I didn't know. Doesn't matter. You know, you're hearing right now. You can come the day of. There's not pre-registration. You register the morning of. And then, of course, the bags tournament starts at 1230. And what a great opportunity. And, you know, the also good thing about a, a tournament like this, Rob, it doesn't take forever. No, so we're it doesn't. Not talking about all day Saturday. No, we're not talking about all day. You know, um, the the person that's running this for me is very um, experienced in cornhole tournaments. He runs a lot of them throughout the state of Illinois. Um, he does a great job with moving things along. They have um, iPads at each cornhole, two cornholes to keep scores. It's very easy to do, and it moves right along. And um, there are opportunities for people to warm up and practice as well. And there are great sets of boards. These aren't cheapy boards. These are really nice boards for people that really love to play. Mm-hmm. So Rob, I imagine the first year, I, I bet you saw some very competitive players. <laughs> so so listen, if, if you like cornhole and you've ever played it, it, it can get really competitive. I know my wife and I and our kids play against each other and it gets very competitive. But, you know, ESPN even has professional bags tournaments. And if you've ever watched that, it's crazy how good those people are. But, yeah, last year it was very competitive. Even in the, in the recreational division, um, there were a lot of people that really wanted to win and they wanted to be the, the uh, team that, that uh, came in first at the end. So, but there were a lot of fun moments, too, and a lot of joking around, which made it really interesting and really fun. I bet. So what does it cost to participate? So if you're going to register in the competitive division, it's $50 a team. That's uh, two-person teams. For the corporate division and the recreational division, it's only $30 a team. I mean, you're talking 15 bucks a person, and you could win um, up to $50 each for first place for corporate and recreational, and like I said, up to $500 for um, the competitive division. So there's, there's some good goals that you can reach by playing well. And also, you can just have fun. Each each team member gets a event T-shirt as well, 
um, which this year it's kind of a, a blue shirt and it has all our great sponsors on it as well. We couldn't do this without uh, all our wonderful sponsors. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, let's go ahead and take our next break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection this morning. We are talking with the Boys and Girls Club about their bags tourney. It's happening this Saturday. So if you're thinking about what am I going to do this weekend, what a great opportunity to go out. And, Rob, you know, I can I can imagine, you know, it's not just going to be um, uh, adults. I can think of adults and their teenage – because the teen kids, when you get together at the um, – at your family picnics, your family get-togethers. I know that we we all pair up in different combinations of people. And uh, in our family, the team to beat is Ricky Williams Sr. and Jasmine Severado. So those two always pair up as, like, you know, the team. And lots of trash talking, lots of everything that goes with it. But, again, just the fun of a cornhole tournament. I can't wait for this to happen. Yeah, we never have that type of stuff happening in our family. My beautiful oh. wife is competitive at all um uh-huh. neither is my daughter or my son or anyone else that we have play. So it's, it's always for fun um tongue and tongue and cheek yes it gets competitive but it's it's all based on love and and uh enjoying spending time together and that's i think that's the main thing is yes it's a fundraiser but gosh it's a great opportunity just to go and have fun and i'll tell you we have boards off to the side for people that maybe have never played before that want to learn um and even kids that want to try it too i, I think that that gives them an opportunity maybe to get interested in something different that they can do with their families as well. Yeah, good idea. I, I like that. So, again, that's going to be happening this Saturday. So you can register at 11 o'clock at the David S. Palmer Arena Arena, and then take part in the Cornhole Tournament that day. So, Rob, you know, we were talking about at the beginning the importance of the Boys and Girls Club. I know that you've been doing a lot of grant reporting and statistics and stuff like that. What are we seeing? Tell people some of the great results that come from involvement at your facility. So there's there's a lot of different things. You know, it's it's about educational development and career development. It's trying to teach kids the opportunities that they actually have in front of them. And for, for a lot of them, generationally, they don't see those opportunities. They see something different, and they don't think that they can reach for the stars, and we're trying to show them that they can. Um, character and leadership, you know, we want good leaders. I don't know how many conversations in the last 10-plus years I've had with kids about if you're a good leader – other kids will follow you in a good way. If you're a bad leader, they're going to follow you in a bad way. And we see too much bad right now, too much with our with our youth, with them going the wrong direction. Um, healthy lifestyles, you know, I can't talk. I, I love a good buffet, but, you know, we're trying to teach the kids that there's more healthy foods, uh, that having their bodies um, healthy is very important. We do sports. We do a lot of sports programs. We have a basketball league. We do baseball league in the, in the summer. Uh, and then the arts, you know, we talk about kids being more creative, getting off their phones, getting off gaming. Um, some of those things are things that I think are leading to a lot of our uh, problems that we have with our kids. It's glorified um, fighting and glorified uh, drugs and alcohol and things like that. It's We're trying to make a difference. We're trying to change that mindset, and it begins with our kids. If we're going to change things generationally in a good way, it begins with our kids. And those are I see a lot of those great moves with our with our children. I love when I see a kid um, help another child. I love when they interact in a great way with our staff and other adults, when they're courteous, um, when they're happy and excited about getting a better grade uh, from our tutoring program. It's just 
it continues for me. It allows me to continue doing what I'm doing and, and makes me realize that what we're doing as a team is making a big difference. And that team is not just me and my staff. It's, it's our donors. It's our partners, people like you that help us get the word out about what we do. We're making a difference. We're being successful. Um, one kid at a time sometimes, but you know, every place is a great start and, and that's what we're striving to do. And Rob, what I love about the Boys and Girls Club, you know, first of all, the longevity, but also the proven, um, the proven academics, the proven models, the proven, I mean, the Boys and Girls Club, we're not just talking about Danville's its own little city. You're, you're talking about a huge conglomerate or network of Boys and Girls Club leadership, uh, you know, statewide, nationally, that you all have to to uh, lean on to get that expertise. And then, you know, when you're doing things at the club, you're not just like, well, some things you make up, but for the most part, you're like, you know, this is a tried and true model. This is what we're going to do. And this is how it's going to work. And you have such a huge support system. Yeah. Boys and Girls Club of America is, is a great support system. You know, while they don't fund us, uh, they don't send money our way, maybe through some pass through grants, they provide us with programming and, you know, each year we're, we're talking about how do we impact our kids better. In fact, uh, a couple of years ago, we cre they created another uh, impact level of what we're trying to strive to do. And, and those are things that they continue to do because it changes. Kids change and our times change. And if you don't change with the times, you're, you're not going to make a big impact. So, yes, the, the programs Power Hour, um, Power Prep, which is tutoring, Power Learn, those are all things educationally that, that we have um, partnerships with Boys and Girls Club of America. America. And, you know, you, you said, uh, you know, working with kids with schooling is uh, not always easy because there's not as much homework that goes home anymore. So Power Learn is we're creating high-yield learning activities. Um, my unit director, uh, Jason Henton, helps create those as well. And, and those are things that we have to do so that kids who don't have homework are still doing a high yield learning activity and they're having fun, but they're learning and they may not realize they're learning. And, and those are the things that continue to move a kid forward in their educational development. Definitely. It's kind of like sneaking those vegetables in, in the meatloaf or whatever, you know, that's right. It's going to be fun, but you're going to be learning, but we're not going to talk about that. We're just we're not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob, um, so we have the tournament this weekend, but on a regular basis, ongoing basis, how can the community support you? Well, listen, it, we have our one campaign, which is getting ready to start here in March. It's our annual campaign where we reach out to donors uh, for financial donations. Um, they can use those at the end of the year on their taxes. They can write them off. Um, that helps us a lot. I, I do write a lot of grants. There's a lot of reporting that, that goes with grants, and grants can be very difficult. I can, I can write a grant for things all the time, but to provide for overhead and personnel costs, those are very expensive parts of our budget. We, we need donors in the community to, to uh, partner with us, different businesses and individuals. It's very important for us. We're, we're getting ready to expand our building so that we can add more kids. You know, earlier I said we have 100 kids on our waiting list and it could be a lot more. The big part is teens. We want a place just for our teens so they're not you know, mixed in with our seventh and eighth graders. They, they don't want to, to be with a seventh and eighth grader. They want their own place. And we're lucky enough to have a donation from the casino to actually build that onto the back of our building. That, that donation is specifically to add on a teen center. It's not to provide um, for anything else that we do currently with our program. So that being said, we're, you know, 
going to need partnerships from from other individuals and businesses to help us to run those programs uh, for that new edition as well as as well as what we've already got. We'll be adding teens and younger kids now, and that's big in our community. You know, it's the value for all of us is that we're keeping kids off the street. There's less juvenile crime. Um, kids are learning. They're going to build our community in a better way, which I which I know when I retire. Those are, those are the kids that are going to be grown up. Those are the ones that I want to make sure that I'm living in a great community with. Definitely. And you know what? They're contributors to our society, exactly as you're saying. They're, they're getting yep. these skills. They are learning early. They're learning the value of, of uh, participating in a nonprofit, uh, volunteering at a nonprofit. And these kids are our leaders. So, you know, when you are investing in the Boys and Girls Club, you are investing in the future of not only that one individual, but the greater community as a whole. Yeah, you know, we we say our, our uh, saying here at the club is that you're opening the, the door to a better future for our kids. But I, I never look at it as just that. I always looked at it as a, a better opportunity for us, for me individually, for our community and, and for our world. I mean, you never know where these kids are going to go, um, who they might be the next president, you know, or teacher or... Um, you know, community leader or something, they're, they're coming up and we want them to be set so that they're providing a great uh, experience for everybody that lives in this community and in our world. Absolutely. So we will have you come back again in March when the one campaign kicks off. We'll we'll talk more about that at that time. But um, again, this Saturday, we have a great fundraiser. Give those details one more time. Yep. Saturday, the 17th, the registration starts at 11 o'clock. Bags fly at 1230. The the more teams we can get, the better, the more fun it'll be. And, and hopefully it'll be a great event for families and people as well. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. And uh, I, I'm hoping that we have a great turnout. Okay. And again, this is at the David S. Palmer Arena. So we hope to see you there. And again, even if you don't want to participate, it's a great day to come out and just watch some of the different things happening. We hope that you'll take part in that and learn more about the Boys and Girls Club while we, we are there. Um, that's our show for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Jim Russell is going to come on. He's going to talk about love and relationships. There, there you go, Rob. Love and relationships. Got to give a lot of love. <laughs> give a lot of love. All right, audience. We'll be see you in the morning. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.